0: Welcome to a special edition of the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. Today's conversation is about the alleged poisoning of a Russian dissident and its implications on relations between the European Union and Russia. Leading today's conversation are Adriana Bissoni, senior European analyst, and Sim senior global analyst. Welcome to you both.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us, Emily. Good to be here.
0: Sim, can you kick things off by giving us a little background on what's been happening?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, So essentially, uh, about two weeks ago, Alexei Navalny, who is a a prominent opposition figure in Russia, um, suffered from some disease while on a flight from the, the Siberian city of Tomsk. Now, the allegation is that he has been poisoned and latest medical research or or tests are indicating that that might indeed have been the case. Um, And of course, this is raising a lot of questions about potential involvement by the Kremlin trying to poison Navalny as a a way to suppress opposition activity within Russia. Now, it's it's important just to give a bit of background on on Navalny himself. Um, He is not A a traditional competitor for power, um, as you might see in other countries. Um, Navalny is not an electoral candidate that would win the elections and take power from, from Putin. In fact, the political party that he represents hasn't even been registered. What's important, however, is that he has played a key role in organizing the electoral strategies of non Kremlin preferred candidates throughout Russia so essentially establishing a system where in, instead of having multiple opposition candidates compete with each other he has tried to bring together that opposition to back uh, individual candidates within each constituency which is a significant threat to uh, to the kremlin's control of regional governance and and even the the state duma so you know even though there are a lot of individual political candidates in Russia that are harmed by or threatened by Navalny's actions, you know, it's, it's difficult to tie this, this alleged poisoning directly to the Kremlin because there are so many suspects. Um, that itself, of course, is also making it very difficult for the European Union, um, as we're talking about, to pin this on the Kremlin specifically and to take a, a particular stance towards the Kremlin.
2: Yeah, and I think um, there will definitely be a diplomatic reaction from the European Union. They, they will have to express concern about what's happening in, in Russia. But I doubt there will be anything substantial um, because this comes at a time when uh, relations between the EU and Russia are already cold because of a host of issues such as the situation in Ukraine. But of course, the EU does not have the will nor the unity that it would require to increase pressure on Russia with meaningful sanctions. So I do expect some kind of protest and some expression of concern, but I I, I do not see the EU reacting in a a meaningful way to this alleged um, poisoning. And we also have to keep in mind that Even if the EU wanted to do something, uh, sanctions require unanimity. And uh, there are different positions on Russia within the EU. Of course, we have um, Central and Eastern European countries like Poland, the Baltic States, uh, Romania, which tend to have a hawkish position on Russia. And they always um, demand uh, a tough action against the Kremlin. But then we have Western uh, European countries which um, defend a softer stance. Italy, for instance, tends to defend its trade and commercial ties with, uh, with Russia. Russia and and speak against tough sanctions, and of course there are there are many others. So there is this East West divide within the EU that will prevent uh, a strong reaction from from Brussels.
1: And you actually, um, Adriano, you mentioned a very interesting point there with Ukraine, where if if we look at how the the EU Russia relations have been defined over the past decade, the Ukraine crisis has been a, a very formative. Event in that where um, it led to the immediate deterioration of those ties, of course, and I, I think it's an important thing to compare to the current issue with navalny 's alleged poisoning, where we did see Europe take significant actions, albeit still limited to some degree in, in trying to maintain a certain relationship in, in trade and energy with russia but but in the case of Ukraine, Europe was faced with a A much greater strategic exposure. The direct challenge to the concept of territorial integrity uh, within Europe, like that was something that forced Europe to act in a more meaningful way. Uh, Since then, we've also seen Russia, you know, against the context of that deteriorating relationship, intensify its clandestine activity within Europe, a lot of espionage and, and assassination attempts. But even those have led to to fairly limited escalations that are staying within the realm of diplomacy and intelligence, you know, such as, for example, the the Skripal uh, poisoning. So yeah, I think that's that's kind of a trend that we will continue to see unless Europe is threatened by Russia in a more significant manner.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. We have to keep in mind that EU-Russia relations are very complex. It's not a black and white thing. There's the energy relationship with a lot of uh, EU member states depending on Russian gas. There's a trade angle with, with some EU member states exporting a lot and investing a lot in Russia. And there's, the, of course, the security and the military aspect of the relationship. Russia is involved in Syria... Libya and many other places where the EU has interests so to some de- some degree of dialogue is needed the EU is not willing to burn all the bridges with the Kremlin they need to keep some cooperation channels open that's why I think that if anything um, the current case um, of, of friction will mean that there will not be a rapprochement between Russia and the EU anytime soon uh, the, the, the relationship will probably not improve in the- the short to medium term so no rehabilitation of the kremlin on the horizon but as i said before i do not think that we will necessarily have an escalation or 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 the imposition of tougher and more hawkish sanctions on on the kremlin
0: thank you adriano thank you sim thanks emily our pleasure You can stay abreast of what will happen next about the alleged poisoning and its implications on relations between the European Union and Russia with a subscription to Stratfor Worldview. Check out the special price for podcast listeners at stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's all one word, stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.